It Welcome is. back, everybody. Ryan is sick in the head. This is the last place fantasy football podcast. And in the body. And in oh, the God. body. I oh, need oh. This is Josh and Ryan. Oh, boy. And this what is a our chaotic beginning. Yep, but we're rolling with it. It's we a wonderful rolling with it. Come on. What it's are... a great way to start the podcast. We yeah. need takeaways. We need takeaways from this last week. Yeah, we are recording right before week five. How about Oh, okay. Week four was a crazy was a crazy week. Ryan, start us off. I mean, the first four weeks of the season were kind of hectic for me. Um, Obviously, I lost in a lot of those those first those first two weeks. I lost a lot of those games, but. I'm still losing. I mean, I'm still, yeah, yeah, and Ethan is still losing. I'm, I, I'm struggling in probably about three of three out of the eight, or yeah, three out of the nine of my leagues. But and, I, yeah. I am struggling in three of the four. I'm, I'm dominating my league. I'm dominating our IDP league that we joined, and you're yeah, in the East. I'm, I'm doing fine. I mean, I just lost to Josh, but like. Yeah. My, my team is I'm still- pretty sure I'm dead to last in our IDP league. I'll I, be honest I, with I, you. No, you're I, not. Somebody has not won anything. Uh, like, well, no, it was me. It was me. At, because I have been gifted Kyle Pitts as my starting tight end. Well, in ESPN? Yeah, because the random that was from me. That's funny yeah. because that was, that was from me. I dropped him so that I could bait somebody into taking him and watching them well, suffer. Well, so here's the uh, issue. So... All right, let, let's start off with this. I do think it's a cool concept for uh, a fantasy football league. It's just let it uh, randomly assign and you have to deal with it. So I get randomly yeah. assigned probably the worst team I I have ever seen as far as like no computer mock draft yeah. would have made it at, like as bad as it actually happened. Yeah, and I didn't plan that. I, I really did not. I don't know what, liar. what the heck happened. Dude, I'm two and two in that league. All right, I'm one so three. Not like, also, you're not talking about like the guy who also made his Super Bowls or his fantasy championships for the last game of the season. So obviously, there's something wrong with his league. Collusion, dude. Uh, Ryan is the collusion. biggest collusion. Dude, in fantasy dude, I, I I just have the, the collusion connoisseur. The, yes, I he, have yeah. the most terrible luck. I got. I've I've been like accused of collusion in like yeah. a couple of my leagues. I I did not get the first round pick or I did not choose the first round or first pick in the draft this year in my work league. I randomly assigned it and as commissioner I hit randomize. And then and then he sits there and, and, oh, and it pops no. up. Oh, it pops no, up as the first pick. And I go no, they're gonna think I did that on purpose. Oh my god, I should have just randomized it again Illusion. and just look, sucked it up. Look, look, you know what, Ryan? In our dynasty league, you are paying for it with multiple first round exits. That's what it is for <laughs> real. Yeah, for actually. your tomfoolery. And, and to be honest, in my work league, there's there's this one very dominant team that just has been literally scoring two hundred points. All the last four weeks, and I'm, I'm, I know I'm not going to win against them. I know I'm not. I don't know how how he drafted. He doesn't yeah, even know you football. You can throw your best well. punch like or I like did. Fantasy Paul football that well. Like I knew I wasn't going to beat yeah. Paul year one, but I threw my best punch at him. No, you, well, literally, 
literally I it did land it. it it was yeah. on honestly i still think about that championship matchup because i would have been upset but there i will also would have gone in knowing like there's nothing i could have done better i did the absolute best i could have yeah no that that's was, how i feel yeah. was kind of so, like yeah. You know, last so year that's how been, that's how I had to like get over the whole This uh, has been the uh the week five witching session. So yeah. we are now on to week five. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so so my take gonna, Yeah, take say your takeaway. Go ahead, go ahead, yeah, no, 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 take your, my my yeah, takeaway is the Colts need JT and Puka is on another level. Yeah, uh, he's up there by John for me at this point. But what what's yeah. your take? Um, I take. I have two takeaways. One, don't rage trade. Uh, don't rage trade. I did that. That was yeah, bad. And I, I, I am going yeah. to start rage trader anonymous very soon because I goofed, and I was oh, really means, pissed. What, at did what did you do? What did you do? Okay, so here's problem number one: Eckler for Josh Jacobs and Mike Williams, and Mike Williams promptly mm. tore his ACL the week after, and then Puka and Roshan for Tank Dell and Evan Ingram. And I forgot yep. to withdraw the offer, but I was pissed after yep. that Rams game. Yeah. I was like, oh crap, I forgot. Oh, <laughs> but my second takeaway is Well, Josh is the biggest loser. Yeah, I am the biggest loser <laughs> after that. But let me let me tell you something. We made it, we made a joke. We had a little running bit about who would be uh, like the Toy Story characters. If you can get past the bugs and the technical difficulties in the beginning. Toy Story football was a lot of fun. It felt it like back, it, it felt good. like backyard football. I was ready for Pablo Sanchez to run through a wall for him. Absolutely. <laughs> I want Pablo to see them Sanchez do game man. replays with this tech. Like imagine the first Mahomes and uh, Rams meeting and the the, the game oh, was yeah, in LA, yeah, the yeah, points yeah. explosion. Do that with Toy, be, Toy Story. Like just hype. that would be hype. Like so honestly that would be really cool. Yes, I am saying this as an adult male, but that was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was well, it was new and it was interesting. It was it was like fun. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, well, and watching the characters, you know, run around the screen and all of that. It, I'm I don't know. It it brought a little bit more of a playfulness to to the football field. And so I, being I up was, early, it was cool. If I'm gonna be up early, you better show me something interesting. Yeah, you better show yeah. me cartoons. Come on, dude. Honestly. Honestly, that Monday is morning cartoons. That is not yeah. even a lie. I'm going to be up early. Yeah. You better show me cartoons. Look, give me a bowl of cereal. <laughs> give me Sunday morning cartoons. And backyard football. Exactly. And backyard football. With fantasy yes. implications. Exactly. <laughs> so those are my takeaways. I had a blast with that. Um, beyond that, though, I will say dream lineups. We we finally took a big win. So hopefully this it's time for me to uh, turn my fantasy season around. You got good, one good win. Nancy. Good job. Thank hey, you. Dad. You've lost uh, twice in a row. That gives us hope. <laughs> I have not lost yet. I've only gotten. Second. That's true. E has. Yeah. Ethan has not second. lost. I'm the only person who has not lost. Other than being the That's first. That's true. But I've never That's been the true. second loser. So. That's true. Y'all can both suck on that. <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> yeah. Shake and bake, Ricky Bobby. Shake and bake. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh my god. <laughs> Yes. Um, okay. So let's yeah, let's go on to our yeah. Well, let's go on to our 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 big questions. Um, Ethan, why don't you uh, start us off with yours? 
Yeah. Um, so my, my big thing is, is about Gibbs. I feel like this is something a lot of people want to know, but like, when do you guys think Gibbs is going to finally be utilized? Cause everyone is saying the same thing. And I think everyone sees the same thing, which is that he is the best player on that field other than sun God. And it's like, why isn't this guy being used? Ooh, that is a, uh... That's a tough question. That's a hard to be question. Because, yeah, because hard Swift, question. Swift, you could justify it because he was always injured. Yeah. Right? It, 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 there was injury concerns. But then you go, like, this is the same thing all over again. And character, apparently. Character yeah. concerns about Swift, too. Which yeah. we noticed that in the Hard Knocks uh, season with the lines. It was just like, oh, something's a little off there as far as what's being shown. Right. But well, I and th- yeah, and we never saw. We didn't. I don't think I saw Swift in the Hard Knocks episodes. Like, I think he, he was briefly there. Very yeah, brief. and that's very it. briefly. So uh, I just want to go through. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pull up your team real quick, and I'm just going to kind of go through. Um, Gibbs is just at least snap percentage. He's been at 27, 48. Highest was even 60, and then back down to 37. So as far as Gibbs will be utilized, uh. I really think the answer is going to be whenever they are in a close game because Kansas City was close, but they've already said they had a snap count limit for him for that game because it was week one. Week three, Monty wasn't there, but he only could muster 60% of the snaps. Seattle was close, but Monty was still there, so he only got it was a 50-50 split. Green Bay wasn't close, so it drops to 30, uh, 37%. We talked about this last week, but the, I think the issue, he might be matchup based for the moment. And I'm very well, concerned think, about that. If you think back to Atlanta, you know, he didn't get, he did well, but he didn't get a ton of points just because Atlanta's defense is that good. But I mean, if, I think if it was up against anybody else, he goes off if he's the guy. And I mean, if there, if there I, is I a breakout game, it's this, it's this week. And if, if yeah. I really think the issue is just snap percentage. Here's, here's what I think it, it's going to come down to. I think what it comes down to is letting Monty do what Monty does, but uh, best, which is get hurt. And then the right matchup where it's not a top five defense, like what Atlanta is. I mean, you're chargers week 10. Like honestly, yeah. I think at this. Also to the bye week. So we'll pass the bye week. I'll just give you three weeks past the bye week. It is the Chargers, it is the Bears, and it is the Packers all back to back to back. Yeah. So those are three good opportunities. Uh, we have now replaced Ritter Watch with Gibbs Watch, and I just realized that, which is kind of hilarious. But you know, I'm I'm all about it. Yeah. And so, are we? It's the Gibby glance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're clan so, Gibby. So I, I mean, I think you just got to throw your hopes and prayers and that it changes during the bye week, because here's, here's where the issue I, I see comes in. Um, Jameson Williams got uh, his suspension cut by two games. So he's back on the field. He's not going to get starting reps, but he is another dynamic piece. Ironically also drafted 12th. And then, um, and then they still have Josh Reynolds. Sam Laporter has done incredible, pretty uh, honestly, as far as to start his career. Yeah. And then you still have uh, Goff and and Sun God uh, Amon Rossi Brown is still the number one option. So the issue that I'm dealing with is, 
I'm scared that he's not going to show up and either the Lions are just going to cruise through games or they're not going to trust him in these close game situations. I think the moment you can start believing in Gibbs is when his snap percentage starts hitting 70%. Well, yeah, I I agree with that. I agree with that. My my theory on all of this is they're running the, the wheels off of Monty. They're absolutely they running the wheels off. off of him. And they'll and yes, I think they are saving Gibbs for the back end of the season. For marriage. When they're when they're for- making when they're when they're making a playoff run, they're gonna pull their their secret weapon out, their first round pick. So you know, I that's just my two cents. I'm thinking that that might be it. That might be why they brought in Montgomery is just to, you know, run him out the first part of the season. And if he gets injured, he gets injured. You know, they're gonna they're gonna utilize him, and then at near the end of the season, they'll start working Gibbs in more and more. You know, to make a playoff run and keeping their yeah. keeping their running backs fresh. Yeah, here's their my rookie. Final. My final thought on it um, before we move on, but I really think the one thing that he's missing too to get up to that like 70% snap count is just making a friggin' play. Like he's been electric, but he hasn't made a play. Like, you know, like Bajan uh, like juking out three Green Bay defenders or like Puka having a 15 reception game or CJ being third on the list for all time passing yards. Like he just hasn't had a whoa, this dude's for real type thing. And I think if he has a moment like that, that's where you're going to see switch a snap. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he, he also needs he needs to get in the end zone. He that's hasn't, he hasn't got a single touchdown all year. I think what's going to make yeah, a difference is when he starts like, scoring. I, I don't care if Monty runs it 50 times. He's going to score. It's like, ben, yeah, but see, not, yeah, but see Gibbs, Gibbs got all the way down to, what, the one or two yards? Two yard line, like last game, and they gave it to Monty. He almost got there, and then he gave. Then they gave the ball back to Monty. Well, and and that's and what it I'm was, saying. Well, he it, needs to make a yeah. play. He needs to he score. He needs to make a play. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. Hold up. I, I will say so, in Gibbs' defense of the talent, the fact that he is the running back twenty six without a single touchdown is impressive. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm like saying. He's so electric. It's not well, like because a they're using him situation in the passing where situation. he's actively tanking yeah. your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not helping, but he yeah, he's not tanking you. He's he's, just, he's active and he's a he's a deep flex consideration until he gets more reps because he's in the passing game. You know, they use yeah, they he, use he him. They yeah. just don't use him as much as Monty. And Monty is like they're they're running the wheels off him. No, they're they're running I'm, I'm surprised. I'm no, surprised I'm at how many times they've just handed him the ball and say go up the middle. I just will t- I will tell you that it scares me as far as I mean, I think I think you're right. It, it could be another Monty injury to where they're like, okay, we have to balance it out. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just like, go make a play, dude. Like, this is your chance. I think he yeah. really wasted that Atlanta opportunity. But yeah. at the same time, it was probably also a playbook thing where he wasn't as comfortable. And um, w- with that, I'm, I'm ready. I mean, I would agree yeah. with that sentiment because of 17 carries. And he only had two targets that game. So I can totally see it to where, okay, he doesn't have the full workload yet. He's getting there. Yeah. 
I could very but well see it. 17 for 80 was nasty, and he looked good. Look, it would be a lot better if he had a touchdown. Like, that's really yeah. the, the issue. Oh, yeah, if you have 17, 80 and a touchdown, that's a completely different story. And I, yeah. I will tell you, here's the other thing that um, – just something to consider. He originally transferred from Georgia Tech, which they were in their transition going from triple option to um, spread. Then transfers to Bama for one year. So he really, as far as like pro verbiage and like pro style terminology and assignments, this is really his second year doing it. And even then last year, they had to use him as a receiver more because literally, I mean, we were talking about during our draft live stream that Bryce Young almost had nobody to throw to. And his only option was Gibbs. So I do wonder if we all kind of saw the potential in the explosive playmaking, went for it, and then realized, oh, a lot of the tinier nuances of the running back positions, someone who um, like Brian Robinson had, like he had all those nuances that got him on the field earlier. And maybe we're just watching the learning curve with Gibbs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well that, Ryan, yeah. what do you got? Yeah. Okay. So my big question, um, after week four, who do you think will be the rushing, passing, and receiving leaders at the end of the season? So this is just a prediction for the future. Who do you think is going to be the leaders? I think – And just, I think, give me, just give me one from each. I think CMC for rushing. I think Tua for passing. And I think Jay Jettas receiving. Jefferson – for receiving Herbert for passing. Uh, that and, wouldn't surprise me either. And rushing. I think you have to go with CMC at the moment. Maybe, maybe Bijan. Bijan, Bijan's the one I keep thinking about. Now I'm going to actually look up who leads the league in rushing right now. It's CMC. It is CMC, yeah. But it's not by much, is yeah. it? Um, let's see here. So, okay. 459 for CMC. I think followed up by Achain at 309. Or no, sorry, followed by Bajon at 318. Pollard 311. Achain at 309. Oh, wow. Three, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, Swift it, it is going to get very close to it. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's neck and neck between them for me. Um, Swift and CMC has just been a monster. And he could he could be. I've heard people talking about it, um, him becoming league MVP. A first non-quarterback MVP in the last 10 years, which is I, really cool to think about. Yeah, I was going to say, McCaffrey already has six touchdowns, six r- rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown, seven touchdowns on the year. And many people struggle to get 10. Like, this is getting Mm -hmm. to be LT pace. Okay, yeah. So 459 CMC, 364 Swift, 318 James Conner, 318 Bijan, 311 Pollard, 309 Achain, 296 for James Cook, 285 for King Henry, 283 for Kung Fu Kenny, 280 for Zach Moss, 270 Pacheco, 262 Monty, 261 Brian, 260 ETN. I'll kind of stop there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd yeah, I'd say Ryan. Justin Jefferson for me. Yeah. And 
I'd I'd either go. I don't know. I'm kind of split. I either Tua or Kirko. Because because Kirko's Kirk, another oh, Kirk's, Kirk's, Kirk's a, really a sleeper. Good Kirk's a sleeper for the uh, for the passing uh, yards because he's. We have no defense at this point. Like it's. Do you want to know what it is right I, now? I think it's top five. Uh, I I think I have the top five up. If you want me to do it, it. yeah, yeah. If you yeah. want to do it, I got to pull it up right now. Too. All right. So the top five right now is Tua, mm-hmm. Stafford, Kirk Cousins, C.J. Stroud, Justin Herbert. The reason why I still yeah. think it's Herbert is because I think we're getting to a point where they're going to have to throw the win. Do I trust Joshua Kelly at all? Absolutely not. I also yeah. Austin Eckler is practicing, but I am getting worried that he, he may just like kind of casually just like, yeah, I'm not, might not play. Uh, I do think Kirk well, Cousins. It's, though, it's not like he has an incentive to play. Exactly. I do think Kirk Cousins is the one person in, on this list that is forced to throw. Don't trust him, Madison, See, yeah. whatsoever. They, ha- they have. They have my issue. My yeah. issue. Yeah. My see my issue with uh, with Herbert is Mike Williams already went down for the season. He's got uh, Quentin Johnston, but and he's got Keenan Allen and Josh Palmer. But, and Josh Palmer and Josh Palmer went off. And Josh Palmer, but Keenan Allen, he's very injury prone, especially when they lean on yep. him. Yep. So and, and with Eckler being out, it may be times. pretty risky. Um, so that's my one issue with him. But I, I pick Kirko. I think mm-hmm. they just have to throw. They have to throw. That's all they have right now. They don't Herbert have a running is game. He's one right now, though, in fantasy. Yeah, he is. Called by Allen, Hurts, Lamar, and J-Love. But uh, what, do, what do you mm-hmm. got for us? What's your question, Josh? All right. My question is – actually, I, well, look, we're four weeks in. I know there's a lot of people talking about – uh, panic, uh, panic mode on a few players like, like last year, for example, it was Kyle Pitts, it was a few other players that we were like, okay, what's going on? But I, instead of players, I want to take it to offenses, and I kind of want to ask you guys whether these five offenses will turn it around, why or why not? So, I want to start with the Jaguars, will they turn it around? Yes. Yeah, and speaking speaking of them really quickly, so we don't spend too much time on Jaguars because we could. Um, I think once they open up ETN, they're going to be a really hard to stop offense. And then the second thing is Calvin Ridley is the perfect buy low candidate right now. I think he's going to go off more and more as the season progresses. So if you can buy him low right now, I would take him because they they are going to turn it around. I one hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. And Evan Ingram is yeah, he's been um, he, yeah he's he's yeah. been great the last couple of weeks. I I hope he continues it, but it doesn't necessarily translate to fantasy. But yeah. on the field, he's been very no. Different. I mean, he uh, no. I mean, in fantasy, he's been he's been Consistent. startable. Yeah, he's been startable in most leagues. You know, he's a top. I think he's a top five tight end right now, which is crazy to think about. Um, I mean, he's top been the four, most, top five. five. Exactly. He's been the yeah, most. He's, he's been the most consistent, easily, which is why so, I traded for him. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree, so, guys. Um, I mean, yeah, like him and uh, him and Hunter Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I definitely. Yeah, think I'd say I'd say the Jags out. are going up. 
The Jags yeah. are, are going to figure it out eventually. Who you got the, next, Joe? The big one. The Bengals. Nope. The Bengals? Cincinnati Bengals? Yep. So this one this one's a little bit iffy for me. I I do not like the first four weeks. I thought it was just a slump, and you know, Cincinnati did that last year. They slumped the first, I think two weeks. They went all in two and then went to the playoffs. And then and then yeah, and then they they crept back and they started dominating. But I, I'm not seeing it this year. I'm not seeing Joey B. Like you have yeah. to bend Joey B, but Jamar Chase, I think, is still viable. T. Higgins, yeah. I would trade. Yeah. So yeah, T. Higgins, I'm not even looking at. Like he's a trade away, not not and even John a Mixon. trade for. Mixon, even. that one's tough. You might have to be a hold on him just because it's get. It, there's good. It's good. It's not great. It's not mm-hmm. what you've seen the last few years. Yeah, but um, he gets I'm, the volume I'm, enough to be in yards or sorry, thirty second in scoring and thirty first in yards. Yeah, I don't want him. Only one so, person to get fed on that team, and it's so, Jamar Chase. So let me. I'm gonna yeah. actually. I'm gonna bring the whiteboard. Because I've been wanting to do this. So I kind of have like. Oh, let me see if it goes up. Nope, it's not. It won't do it. Uh, it won't do it. <laughs> I tried, but basically, what I have I was to unblur and show everyone your secrets. Yeah, uh, not, they're government secrets. Let's not do that. Um, Ooh. but no, I'm kidding. They're not. He's not oh kidding. He's not kidding everybody. Yeah, I I did an article to run at Area 51, but um, Pretty much. what suck. That's the only way you got in. But I want oh here, here's what I want to say: like, why we're not so high on Sensi. Here is the big reason. So, <clears throat> you heard me last year. I was not a fan of the Zach Taylor offense, and this year I went go uh, went into it going, you know what? They've made the AFC Championship two years in a row. And I'm like, all right, you know what? There must be something I'm completely missing. And I can tell you right now that I feel confident. No, I didn't miss anything. Um, my my issue with it is that it it's fully dependent on Joe Burrow making the right decision. And the prop so it's it's almost too player oriented. They go, ah, we got Jamar Chase, ah, we got T. Higgins, we'll be able to figure it out. We, we just got athletes on the field. And but there's too much. And I think what Zach Taylor has done. It goes, Hey, here are the questions, like the problems on the field. Here are the answers, Joe Burrow. You can make the right decision and go for it. My issue with that is that when there's times like this to where like, Oh, Hey, Joe Burrow is hobbled or Hey, T Higgins is about to be out with fractured ribs or Hey, you had some really weird cases with Joe Mixon. uh, You're not helping your players out with like, pre-designed plays whether it's motions whether it's uh whether it's just uh, creative play design the issue i have in that is that once it falls it falls like it humpty dumpty not getting like together at all it's he's gonna stay broken and so it full that that offense is fully dependent on joe burrow being at his at the top of his game and that's my fear with this offense. Yeah. Well, moving forward quickly to the last three. Um, and I see the Bears next, which I do think fantasy-wise, Justin Fields is still going to be relevant. DJ Moore is going to be relevant. And I think even Khalil Herbert will be relevant. But I don't think they turn it around. See? The Eberflus effect. Yeah, see, uh, I don't know. I don't know about Khalil Herbert. 
I I really don't. I I've trusted in him the last couple of weeks, and it, he's that whole offense is just let well, down. I don't know because I think if you show up and show out against the Broncos' defense, cool. But I mean, they, the Broncos' defense is not that formidable. It's so, literally the worst in the NFL. And if if they can continue to do this, then okay, yeah. Uh, Fields is is startable. All of them are startable. But until I see them go up against a decent defense and produce, no, until until they win, not even That's a true. decent defense can do well. Until they win, no, no, no. Because teams teams can lose and still put up great numbers in fantasy. It's whether or not they produce that I care about. I don't yeah, care wins or losses. I, I think the wins and losses, even in fantasy, it shows you to like their consistency. Like if this team is consistently doing well, that means that they have consistent guys on that team who are putting up numbers for you. Yeah. Like last year, look at the Chiefs. Kelsey and Mahomes consistently did well, consistently produced in fantasy. So I think there is some correlation because I don't want somebody who's going to be up, down, left, right, sideways, and backwards – I want someone who I know he's going to get me this. Yeah, but look at look at uh, Justin Jefferson and and Kirk Cousins. I mean, they've been pretty solid in all of their wins or in all of their losses, so, and were you know down in this win. So maybe not JJ, but definitely it, Kirk. So all right, I actually I'm going to be more in the middle here because Ryan, I totally see what you're talking about, and Ethan, I totally see what you're talking about. I think the only difference is that, Ryan, how you're looking at it, it just – I think it just shows there's more volatility because, like, especially with these, like, teams that are consistently losing, you're – at yeah, some point you start – Yeah, that's something that I'm, like, saying, and I, I agree with, too, is there is yeah. still – Yeah, because yeah. now it's like, all right, how many w- ways can we find a lose? And – or last year was with the Vikings, how many ways can we find a win? And the, and they yeah, usually cool. it was – all right, through Justin Jefferson, call it a day. But I think if you're if you're a winning team, there has to be something that works, which means there's a higher floor. But if you're losing, there the floor can be so much lower. And I think your options as far as – um, as far as not only your top players, but handcuffs too, um, to uh, are also very limited. So, like for example, here, you you know how for San Francisco, like oh, say Debo's out. All right, we're throwing Ayuk in automatic, no hesitation. We're not even thinking twice about it, right? You can't do that with like a losing team. Like I can't just go with the Bears and go, oh hey. DJ Moore's out, Darnell Mooney's going to have a great game. It's just because the volatility is just way crazier. Unless I need the points desperately, and unless I need their projected score to, to like skyrocket, it's a very risky play. So I do think it's good to focus on the winning teams, but mm-hmm. when you're dealing with the losing teams, I think your options are fewer and far <clears throat> um, in between, But and you better be right on them. Yeah. And that's more so what I'm saying is like I get that. you're betting on a horse and you don't know what they're going to do because mm-hmm. you're right. Like they can be successful in a win, but you don't know who's going to be successful because you've seen no consistency about them. Because winners, like like Josh said last year, find a way to win through someone in particular. 
So like last year, they found a way to win through Jay Jettas. This year, it's more volatile, but you know you can bet every week on Jay Jettas, um, even though they haven't found a way to like stack the wins because ultimately, like stacking wins is what gets your team forward and gets you the confidence to keep going and trust yourselves when it comes down to it. But um, yeah, I, next, I understand. I understand all of that. I understand all of that. I what I'm saying is it's oh, not no, I, just it's not just correlated between you know, wins and losses. The correlation it, it is not causation. Yeah. I think is what exactly. you're saying, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I it's think not that's very because they're reason. winning, because they're winning, they're producing a good fantasy squad. When in reality, you, you could be losing every game and yet still have a very good offense that produces a lot of fantasy points. So that's, that's just what I'm saying. And, and you know, right. I mean, before we get to the next two offenses, and I think we could just loop them in together. I think a great example of the inverse of what you're saying was the Chargers last year. Justin Herbert kind of actively was killing your fantasy team, but they were winning. So, yes, he was being consistent, but he was just not helping your team. It would have been actually better yeah. to not pick Herbert. So that so that's kind of a just an example of like, oh, the opposite can mm. also be happening to where it's like, oh, hey, your star player is not being the star player. But the team is winning, so you kind of have to stay exactly. with it. The G-Men suck, and that's all I have to say. Yeah, and Steelers don't matter. Uh, Fire Matt Canada, and that's how I feel about these yeah. next teams, the Steelers and the Giants. I will Just I will, light, a, light a fire and flick it in their direction. I will tell you, Mike Tomlin said there's going to be changes. Um, the Giants is really con- – uh, not concerning, I think surprising, but my big reason – as to why I think it's happening is because they tried to take the Chiefs model. And the only difference is that one's a two-time Super Bowl champion and the other is Daniel Jones. And I think that's kind of the big issue. But I also think that the, the additions they made just have not been the contributions that they imagine it to be. Waller has been yeah. absolutely non-existent. The O-line has basically de- like regressed to really bad standards. And they have no wide receiver still. Exactly. So there's nothing to help. Now, maybe that changes with Saquon coming back, but that also kind of shows that you need you might need to pay Saquon a lot of money. Yeah, you should have taken money away from Danny Dimes and given it to Saquon. Everybody knows it. The Giants got exactly what they deserve. I, I'm I, here for Dreamliners. I, yeah, it's time for Dreamliners. I will not talk about the Steelers. That is... I, Fireman Canada. I, I'm That's okay. it. Did you like that video I sent you, Ryan? Fireman Canada. Yeah. I, I like that video I sent you about Matt Canada. <laughs> oh my goodness. I saw that. I, I was think, like, I think I sent it to you too. Yeah. I Dave, saw, I saw wanna... it. Oh <laughs> All right. Let's get into dream lineups. Uh, I am, we're really hoping anyone but Ryan wins this week just because he has the pretty most much. wins. I am just very jealous of that. So uh, I'm going to start with my quarterback. I put it, I put it in last, but. Tua against the Giants. Um, I think, yes, I understand they lost. They lost pretty bad. I think they're going to right the ship. And I don't think the uh, Giants have the corners or the horses in, in the secondary to uh, uh, limit Tua uh, and that offense. Yeah. Ryan? Mine is uh, good old Patty Mahomes against... A pretty Swiss cheese-like uh, Minnesota defense. Yeah. I think he's going to pick them apart. Consistent all year, so. Yeah, 
they've been very inconsistent and I just don't, I, I don't know. I, I think they're uh, going to do well. Against yeah. Me. I really like that matchup too, but I also like Josh Allen against Jacksonville this week. Ooh, is this the first think, time we've had three different quarterbacks? I think it is. Yeah. I think so. Nice. I think so. Oh, oh the, let the volatility reign yeah. this dream. First of all, yeah. Good job on all of us, but also, yeah, I, I really like the Josh Allen matchup. He's, been on fire they've been stacking wins and that's what you gotta do i like i like that pick um e let's snake it back to you uh rb1 yeah i got bajon this week against houston um their run defense has still looked really bad um so i i like the cmc matchup well i actually didn't like it as much going up against dallas so i finally get to go away from him um but yeah, Bajon against Houston. I also think this is Atlanta's week where they're like, we have to figure it out now. Because I, I think for I, a long time, like they were in like a neck and neck race. And now they're finally behind Tampa Bay. And it's like, y'all, we have to figure this out. Offense is not performing for a lot of reasons. It's not all just Ritter for everyone who's coming hard on him. It's not all just Ritter. Ritter's made some really good plays. But um, as someone who's watched every second of every game they play this year, if anything, the O-line needs to get it together and not Ritter. But um, they, they got to have this one against a, a, a hot Houston team. Yeah, I, I like that pick of Bajon. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, that Atlanta offense has to get it figured out or else you're do, you're running the same carousel over and over and over again. But, I mean, they signed Heineke for a reason, and it we're getting to the point very soon where – it could be Ridders out. Yeah. I mean, I think he'd have to have a solo bad performance for that to happen. He would need a Mariota versus Carolina performance. Yeah. Or a Mariota versus the Saints or a Mariota versus anyone performance. Uh, continue. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Ryan, who is your running back one? Mine is CMC, the rushing leader so far. Um, I but don't it, really uh, like the matchup. Yeah, but I it's like CMC. CMC. Guys, that's yeah, game of the CMC. week, right? Like that is. I think um, it. Will, yeah, oh, they're, they're two NFC powerhouses. I I think it's going to be a really good game, but I think they lean on CMC a lot. So I I really think they're gonna they're gonna lean on it. That's why I, I see you, Josh. I, I like. I see you with your RB one. Yep. Hey, man, I'm sticking true to my word here. James Cook. James Cookies. Sticking to it. All right. Yep, sticking to it. He's playing Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Jacksonville's run defense has not been the greatest, but. Except for when they play Atlanta. That is, yeah, that's true. But, um, but I think with James Cook, he's been very effective without scoring so many touchdowns. Like he's had his hand in both the uh, receiving and uh, running the ball. He's. I think he's going to have a good day. Yeah. Okay. All right, snake it back to you. RB2, Josh. RB2. I mean, you brought it up earlier, but the the, uh, snap count is off. Yeah, the Jets Jets fans said, Farrell, let my people go, and they took Brees Hall. (laughs) Yeah, and Brees Hall is, is parting the Red Sea called the Denver Broncos defense who just cut Randy Gregory. Listen, listen, 
everyone's parting the sea that is the Broncos. The Broncos are the drunk frat girl. Like everyone's parting that sea. No. Oh, oh, oh god. god. Oh no. No. Okay, I got. It. That's who they are. Why do you always say stuff like this on the oh, podcast? E- Why? Uh, Why? Uh, All right. Tell me you're not married without telling me you're not married. <laughs> that was uh, really funny though. So. Okay. Uh, I was going to say like the. I'll tell you. I was going to say parting the red, uh, the red sea, like the Ford Bronco commercial back in the day, but that's a whole nother. Hey, that too. <laughs> I, I actually do not understand that reference. Okay, I'll have to. Show okay, you myself, so go ahead, RB two. Okay, my RB two is David Montgomery versus Carolina. Okay. Minus that's minus. Stay in the I flames. I think he is. Yeah, I think he's he's solid. I don't think he's going to have another. You know beast performance like he did last week but you know i think he's going to produce rb2 numbers so yeah yeah that's that's mine as well rb2 is monty uh and that's just a good matchup too carolina's defense is just awful yeah awful with the side of awful um but so one i got hill um tyree kill up against the g-man the g-man looked terrible and Tyreek likes to do this thing where he has a really dominant game and then kind of a mid game and then a really dominant game again. So last week he had a pretty mid game. So I'm, I'm really hoping he bounces back against a really bad defense. I like that pick. I mean, I, I like going after that matchup. Ryan, who's your wide receiver one? Who else other than He's a homer. It's gonna be JJ Justin Z- Jefferson? I mean, he's facing I mean, Kansas got- City. It's a, it's a tough matchup. It's I'm America's kind of playing second. against. I'm I'm kind of playing against the matchups, but for the individuals. Yeah. So you know, yeah. I trust in in you know CMC and JJ to produce despite a tough matchup. So yeah, that's yeah. my wide receiver look, one. Look, guys, for week for our dream lineups, I'm losing right now. This is my shot in the dark. Mm-hmm. I too am going I'm- with. Uh, the Dolph, the Dolphins Giants game, but I am choosing Jalen Waddle. I think, I think the part of the Waddle. offense, they <sighs> they have to get Jalen Waddle involved. I think what mm-hmm. made them ex- extra dangerous last year was the fact that both of them could just light it up at any point. And right now, it's just been Tyree Kill. But I do think as teams go on, like Miami still plays 49ers this year. And they, I, I believe so. I might be wrong on that. And they play the, uh, the Ravens. Or they still have a lot of tough defenses left. And I think teams will find a way to stop Tyree Kill. The, the best way to unleash Tyree Kill is either A, run game, or B, let Jalen Waddle go off. And I think they're going to make it a point of emphasis this yeah. week. Yeah. House of Waddle. Key the GOT theme music. All right. Uh, who you got? Why does she have two, Josh? Wide receiver two. Um, I am look, I think the big it's one of my flexes. It's one of your flexes. Okay, so let's let's I'll bring it up. It's Brandon IU going up against Dallas. Yes, tough defense, but I mean Is it just this, crazy enough to work? It's just crazy enough to work. I think uh Gilmore on Diggs. I mean not Diggs, sorry, Gilmore on Debo for sure. I, and then I think it's Deron Bland. And if it's Deron Bland versus Ayuk, I am going to trust Ayuk in that regard. But yeah. I mean, I do think uh, there's going to be a lot of resources being put into stopping the run for San, uh, San Francisco. 
And yeah, I do to. think it's going to put the corners and uh, safeties on an island. And in that case, um, give me, was, yeah, give so, me yeah, E, I was talking to Pat about this, and we figured out the perfect comp for Ayuk. He's a more fluid uh, D hop. I don't agree with that whatsoever, but that's really? fine. Y'all live but, your life. But we're gonna but we say that because a lot of his catches are gonna be over the middle, intermediate. He's not really one taking deep shots, but that um I do have Brandon Ayuk as my wide receiver too this week. Yeah, I mean I think him and Garrett um, Wilson are more similar than him and D Hop, but I'll tell you, watch how he watch how he plays. It, it's a lot closer to D Hop than you think. All right. Ryan? Okay. My my wide receiver. Again, I'm playing against the matchups, but for the individual. Hey, maybe it pays off though. Good old Puka. Puka Nakua versus Philly. Potentially what could be his last week without Cooper Cup. Could be. I think yeah. he still has a a week or two left. Yeah, if but... you guys didn't see the Sean McVay. Thing, yeah. which was really funny because he's like, oh, I feel like Ron Burgundy's reading off the teleprompter. He's not a limited participant. He's coming back full time, which means he's he's probably yeah. doing good, better than people think. Yeah. And, so um, he could come back. This could be his first week. I will tell you, fa- um, fancy footballers brought this stat up, and I, I want to kind of shout out them. Obviously, I mean, they don't really need shout outs. They're already big, but, but they get I more. Do, anyways. They brought a really good point that I did not consider. When Sean McVay has ever talked about a Cooper Cup injury, he's usually not lying. Um, so he's usually been about one to two weeks off. So I definitely think that means we're seeing Cooper Cup sooner rather than later. Yeah, if if McVay says, yeah, yeah he's not going to be limited in any capacity, he's not going to be limited yeah. in any capacity. And, and I will tell you, mm-hmm. Ryan, there's only one th- thing that will tank this Puka pick. Iron is... Uh, maybe, but it's really the Philly D line. If there's anything yeah. that's yeah. still a massive problem for the Rams, it's the it's their uh, O line protection. And oh yeah, and see that's I, why I'm going for him because I mean he's a short dump off route. You know he's he's a he doesn't go deep. He doesn't wait for the play to develop. He, I mean they pass it to him short a lot. That's why he's getting so many receptions. So. That it could, you know? it could very well be the same case. Like he's this man's been on a historic pace right now. Yeah. So if anything, they're they're trying to get the ball out sooner. They'll they'll dump it to him or Higby or you know. So they're yeah. Yeah. Uh, give me give me Pittman against Tennessee. Good. Pick. Uh, Good. Tennessee Pittman. Has and he's consistently garnering targets. So I I like Pittman. Yeah, that is a great. Pick. I'm not. I'm not necessarily happy with his production the first four weeks, but I think him and him and uh, Anthony Richardson have, you know, become like this on the field, and I think that's just going to develop. Well, yeah. I, I mean, last week they showed up to the stadium with Step Brothers t-shirts on. Like they, those kids love each Yeah, game. exactly. Yeah. Ryan, yeah. I will tell you with all the certainty in my heart. While you may be disappointed. I am not. I had Michael Pittman last year. That's all the context you need. <laughs> yeah, I mean last year, but this is definitely true. has not been last year for Pittman. This is a yeah, this is a very 100%. different year. The only thing that will make Pittman better is scoring more consistently. 
He's got the catches and the yards. He just needs to score. And more. that makes him a very interesting candidate for the second half of the year. Yeah. But he, he could also be a most improved candidate this year. Um, yeah. Kind of snaking to... back. I've got Khaleesi at tight end. Or Kelsey. Okay. One Kelsey uh, himself. Because I want to stick with Khaleesi. the GFC team now. You mean Travis Swift? No, we're not talking about that. All right. <laughs> Turn on NBC. <laughs> you know, You know he's taking her last name. Oh, no, God. We're not, yeah. we're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. All right, Ryan, who you got at tight end? Oh, my gosh. I have TJ Hawkinson. The Hawk. Again, I think it's going to be a – yeah, Hawk has just – has garnered a lot of targets, a lot of yards. Oh, I, dude. He's, Hawk would be he's a red zone – yeah, he's, he's a red zone threat, and I think the Vikings really need that, so especially with having no running backs. Yeah, it's good. So, yeah. That's my tight end. I'm taking a different approach. Give me Mark Andrews this week going up against Pittsburgh. I think the connection is working. And he's looking 100% right These last few weeks. Yeah, he definitely has. Um, Yeah, we're going to snake it to the flexes. Give me DeAndre Swift. Yep, you took my last flex. Yeah. That's that's my that's my flex one too. All right, and Little Swifty. Yeah, and Ryan, give us our last uh, dream lineup player this week. Yeah. Oh, did you yep. say me? Sorry, you cut out. Okay. Yeah, no. uh, yeah you only you have the last player left. Yeah, you have the last player left. All right, mine is Isaiah Pacheco. I'm really leaning hard on this Minnesota Kansas City matchup. Yeah, you're hoping it's a bang, Sorry, guys. Go for it. <laughs> I think everyone's hoping that matchup is a bang out. I know, no joke. But um, yeah, Isaiah Pacheco looked hot last last week. He was running hard. Uh, they really used him. So I think uh, I'm hoping it's rolling into this week against a very porous Minnesota defense. So I, that's a good. Pick. They really struggled against the run. Heck yeah, Josh, educate the people. Yeah, you can find us. On all platforms at Last Place FP. Thank you again for listening to our week four recap, our big questions, and our week five dream lineups. Now, about the big questions, if you uh, just want to bring up, we actually are clipping out our big questions for each week. So you'll see it. Uh, we usually post it a couple of days after our main episode. But you'll, if you need a specific topic you want to listen to without going through the entire episode, we do have those big question clips for you. They're going to be on the channel uh, as well. Uh, you can find us Apple Podcasts, Spotify, especially YouTube, our main our main uh, go-to is YouTube right now, at Last Place FP. beautiful faces at Yep, exactly. And thank you all again for listening. Ethan, the winner of the Week 4 Dream lineup, what can the people never forget? Never forget. Sometimes you're right, sometimes you're right, and sometimes you're the Denver Broncos defense. Have a good one, everybody, and we will see you all next week.